1: Welcome, oral Traveler, to the Nerdist Podcast, episode number 273. This is a very interesting episode, and there's a lot of huge backstory on it that I'm excited to tell you about. But first, uh, I will say that i am uh, been doing stand-up comedy at uh, Zanies in Nashville on December 6th, 7th, 8th, and 9th, and also at Zanies in Chicago, 13th, 14th, 15th, and 16th. Gotta build up the new hour of material. Uh, my comedy special, Mandroid, airs on Comedy Central on November 10th. So uh, watch that and then come out and see me. Is that a lot to ask? I apologize if it is, but I'm still going to ask. And also, uh, Amazon.com is a sponsor for this episode of the Nerdist Podcast. If you go to this podcast page, click on the Amazon banner, and then you just shop as you normally would, you will support the Nerdist Podcast. Thank you for doing so. If you do, if you don't, I'm not going to judge you. This episode of the Nerdist Podcast was an almost tragedy uh, turned smiley face, and here's what happened. We uh, had an incredible live podcast at the Best Buy Theater during New York Comic Con. They're probably like... 1,100 people there, something It was incredible. Uh Joel Hodgson was there, uh, um, Guillermo del Toro, uh, Travis Beecham, who wrote Pacific Rim, which Guillermo is is, is directing, and uh, Matt and Jonah. The, so many wonderful things happened during the podcast, very special things. And we, we go to get, we finish the show, and we're all just sort of high-fiving each other. Yay, so we're so good at this. Hey, let's pat each other on the back some more. And then, uh, Matt goes to grab the computer where he has uh, been recording the show, and we uh, start listening to it, and then Matt goes, wait, why the fuck did it stop recording after eight minutes? And I look, show's gone. No show. Gone. None. Not recorded. The the, the, the computer stopped recording after eight minutes for, for some reason. So, uh, in uh, feeling rage inside, but trying not to seem outwardly rageful, I... Went to the promoter and I was like, the show didn't record and we lost it. You know the whole podcast thing? Not a podcast now. So we asked the guys backstage who I guess were the audio guys or the stagehands. I'm not exactly sure whose job was what, but uh, it was the worst, most infuriating attitude you could have had about it. The one guy was like, uh, yeah, it it stopped after eight minutes, but uh, I didn't know who to tell. (laughs) <laughs> I was like, "Someone, someone, get all those people back in here. Get Guillermo back here. We have to do this again." You know, I mean, it was really such a not my problem kind of a thing, and and I get that. You know, not everyone. It really doesn't have to be everyone's problem, although I I guess it should have been, because I think that might have been his job, but it was just like, come on, dude, you know, tell one person, anybody, that something has happened, and then, and don't just fucking, you know, like, throw up your shoulders and go, I don't give a shit, you know, it was an expensive show to put on, and it's not like they were working for free, so I really, I had a tough time with that response, uh, I mean, I didn't. At that point, it's like, I, I couldn't even get mad. I just was like, well, there's no, okay, well, you didn't tell anyone. I mean, what? There's no, there's literally just no point in getting mad. But I am glad that uh, I did not have. Uh, fireball hands like my dark elf wizard character from Skyrim because I probably would have lit that motherfucker up and then felt bad about it afterwards um, Then I would have uh, resurrected him and made him a dead thrall and then he would have had to follow me everywhere and fight battles for me oh, That would have been the way to go So I was heartbroken I, I, I really really had it was just one of those episodes that I really wanted to was excited super super excited to share and uh, then I got an idea, because we all have technology in our pockets, so I tweeted out the next day, if anyone bootlegged this show, by all means let me know, and we, we will use it, uh, because we really need it. And lo and behold... At Jim DeFalco, J I M D E F A L C O. Like five minutes later, it goes. I recorded it, uh, and so he sent me the file. It was recorded off of his iPhone. And listen, I'll be honest. The sound quality isn't amazing, but it is listenable. Like it's it you can you can hear it. It is it is good enough to put out. So. I would like to thank uh, Jim DeFalco for bootlegging the show and give him a high five on the tweets if if you want to. Uh, This was recorded off his phone. He got the entire fucking show, uh, and I am so thankful that he did. I don't know why he bootlegged a show that was supposed to be a podcast, but I don't give a shit why. The fact is he did it, uh, and I owe him a lot. Otherwise, this would have been lost forever. So thank you to social media, and thank you to Jim DeFalco. And thank you to bootlegging God damn it I am, I'm maybe one of the first uh, uh, Artists to say thank you to bootlegging So uh, that's it That was my long tail I apologize but I felt like you Deserve some context in the full story And some appreciation for the guy who Helped make this podcast possible uh, And also thanks to Travis and Guillermo And Joel and, and Matt and Joan and everyone, and everyone else who came to the show Alright here we go it is the Nerdist Podcast, number 273, with Guillermo del Toro, Travis Beecham, and Joel Hodgson, live from New York Comic Con.
3: Now entering Nerdist.com.
1: Middle of this press
3: conference. <laughs> <laughs> no. okay, I'll go. What, what is next? happening? Make up
1: your mind. Yeah. I'll bring that chair back. Welcome, Jonah Ram Matt Myra. What was so funny backstage before? Uh, so Sam, we were talking to Sam back there, is one of the promoters, and uh, he's saying, uh, "What do you guys do? Like a nerd comedy, like nerd
4: Abbott and <laughs> Costello?" And then, uh,
3: and
1: then uh, Jonah went,
4: "Go ahead." I s- <laughs> it's like, yeah, we do a nerd Abbott and Costello. Uh, who's up first? Third base station. <laughs> To recreate the moment. I, got, Thanks, I got, guys. Was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> it was good. It was it's good. really, you had to be, like, there. Yeah. Right there. Yeah. You, had <laughs> <be> right there. <laughs> you had to be right there. You had to be there. Yeah, just right there. Yeah. Jonah's, Jonah Jonah's very excited, because what's across the street, Jonah? Oh, oh. Guy Fieri's American <laughs> Kitchen. Shit, wow. yeah. 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 Yeah, Living life on Nitro. Right when you sit down, you get your complimentary tequila bourbon shot. Tequila shooters, bro. Hey, that's right. Woo. And the ranch,
1: the ranch dressing is what he uses to frost his oh, hips. Yeah.
4: <laughs> Smash oh, plays all the time. <laughs> Check it out with some hot wings. Oh, yeah. Welcome Diners, Drivers, and Dives. I'm stealing that.
1: That's the show. Every show. It's a bucket you full of steaks put... with a diamond
4: fork. Every show is that, and then he goes, you gotta put pork on that? And That's his thing. Every time That's they That's his catchphrase? You, so you gotta put pork on that? that? Might as well be. Just Marcus Welby. Marcus Bell, um, <laughs> American kid. I bet they. I bet they have uh, uh, just a whole menu that's just fried. You want the fried menu? <laughs> it's fried. We painted fire on it. I'm Guy Fieri. Hey! <laughs> Is, uh anybody You care? want, you guys, you, it's about ten minutes before you can get a table. So you want to frost your tips while you're waiting? <laughs> just, just sit on there. Good time. <laughs> Can you put on this uh, shirt? that has flames on
3: it. Yeah. <laughs> it's
1: like, I'd like to see if you could just if you could just walk up and break off a piece of his hair and just chew on it. Like yeah. Then oh. you
4: get sh- the shittiest powers ever. <laughs> just shitty powers. Can you fly? No, I could just sleep. <laughs> that's, a, that's a power. Yeah, yeah it's cankyaring of power. I'm <laughs> yeah. also good at skanking, man. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, Badfish is coming. Yeah, black <laughs> like cover band. The Sublime. band Sublime is now a cover band. Yeah. It's like Rock and Roll Karaoke. The Guy Fieri 3. Sublime. <laughs> yeah, what is oh, yeah, is okay. Guy Fieri performing in that band? It looks like it. He should, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. They just look like triplets. The Guy Fieri triplets. Uh, they're, just, they're fat, blonde hair, and playing horrible music. <laughs> Hanging out with my friends. Yeah, every, every band we don't like is Smash Mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, that's true, right? I was on the lower side. That's totally smash out. I was
1: on the lower Ben's side, totally <laughs> I the lower and, and I saw the, the most delightfully Jewish name I've ever seen of a business. I wrote it down. Yonah Schnimmel's Knish Bakery.
4: Uh, I thought it was going to be Bagel, 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 but... Well, uh, that's a much more racist term. <laughs> It's a, it's a religion, not a race. As he drinks enough.
5: Well, I switched to Heineken because that's what James Bond drinks.
2: Heineken!
1: Yeah, they decided that. Shake and not stir. No, beer doesn't work that way. Thanks, corporations. Mr. Bond, beer doesn't work that way.
3: Uh...
1: uh, I just rewatched Die Another Day yesterday, or two days ago. I don't know if you guys have watched it yesterday, it's worse than you remember. (laughs) And uh, the Die Another Day theme song, do you remember the Die Another Day theme song by Madonna? Die another
4: day, cause today's a poor
5: day for that. Uh, At one point point in the song, she goes, Sigmund
4: Freud. What? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's how you up the intelligence of any song. <laughs> and then she goes, analyze this. Yeah. Analyze this. Dude, and I'm like, you what's that, your favorite De Niro movie? It, just a <laughs> shot, shot, shock, shot, shot. segment. Freud. Shock, shock, shock. It's like a it. really smart song. You guys just don't Yeah, get that. that's, the, that's the thing in,
1: Madonna, like in Madonna's mind. She's like, to smarten up this song, I've just added the names of intelligent people here. Yeah. <laughs> James Bond, Nikola Tesla, Nikola, Nikola, Nikola. <laughs> Do you have it right there? It's Nikola, 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 Nikola. Let me skip
4: yeah. <clears throat> it It's worse than you remember it's, <laughs> I don't remember it How about <laughs> It's worse than that What movie is this? Is this with the uh, guy from uh, Mrs. Doubtfire? Is that the Bond? Ryan Williams? <laughs> <laughs> is this the one? <laughs> Did you say Matthew Lawrence? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's the <rough>. Williams <laughs> What the fuck are oh, you thinking of? You, of? you, you know? said the guy from Mrs. Doubtfire Matthew Lawrence was in Mrs. Doubtfire What? Saying. No, Harvey Firestein. Oh Oh, you Listen I've been a Q, let's go out my lawyer and uh, get the lawyer. Uh, Q, get me the watch that shoots lasers. You <laughs> <laughs> really does. Her Majesty's Secret oh. Service. Uh, you
1: know what? I don't feel like it. I think I'll just die
5: another day. I tell you
1: what. I tell
4: you what. Don't talk about
5: Octopussy. I'd let oh. him blowfeld me.
4: <laughs> Fuck you. Uh, I could a couple odd jobs. <laughs> Why can't it be Octoball? It's like a hit list. Uh,
3: <laughs> smart
1: guy. <laughs> smart He's smart. You We're know awesome what? We should, have, uh, we should have our first guest out right now.
4: Um, yeah, I, love that I guess. Idea. You want to do that? Should we hum him out with some music? <laughs> Which music should be humming know, Maybe a certain kind of theme song? Right. Do-do-do-do,
1: in the not too distant future. His bosses didn't like it, so they shot him in the face. What's in the cheese? The show Joel Hodgson. He's not dumb, Chris.
4: Sorry, sorry, sorry.
3: Continue,
5: Joel. A little more chord, thank you. A little more cord. Hmm, thank you. More chords, please. please
3: cord. Uh, most people
0: don't know that Johnny Carson reference. Uh,
4: <laughs> Carson Daly? You mean that thing? <laughs> Dreams to be on Carson to get waved over from the video segment. <laughs> that is such an joke. <laughs> he's, he's
1: gonna wave me over from whatever couch thing he's sitting at that week because they don't have. I a was studio. kind of
5: hoping um, I was kind of hoping you would have the jumpsuits. Oh really? You want the jumpsuit? I got it right over there. Do you have it? Yeah. You want me to put on the jumpsuit? Yeah. Let's
3: yeah.
4: do yeah. a sexy version of the Send thing. The worst he can fucking find. Why
3: them all? the while
5: I do it. Keeping my joke control.
1: The twelve men were in, singing for <laughs> 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 c- can't can't this? And this? And was that?
5: Mad Dog and Glory. What is that you brought? these are my eight by tens. I'm I'm going to sign this. Very current. Wait, these are my high school yearbook photos. So kinda looks like there's a still from the movie Phantasm. metal Are you the tall man? Yes, I'm the tall man. Um, they, um, yeah, I thought I'd be like working on a cruise ship as a magician. I'm floating a ball in this picture. I just, how did you do I that? I did to get 8 by 10s Did you just throw <laughs> it and then they took the picture? No, no, it's a... It's a I can't tell you.
3: <laughs> oh, um... <laughs>
1: <so> that's, um... <laughs> Chris, is this the part of the show where you get our comedy
5: heroes to get naked in front of us? Wait a minute! Are you guys digging this shit?
4: Oh, oh shit!
5: Oh, shit. oh this shirt says Austin rocks on the back.
4: <laughs> Keep it weird, Joel. <laughs>
5: <laughs> you want some of this?
4: Yeah. Yes. He's yeah. turning you on, you weirdo, huh? Her. Okay. <laughs> you never know if he'll fall asleep on stage, give it up for Joel. <laughs> yeah, they can see I stuff. So they can see my <laughs> stuff. You <laughs> can't don't see no because of your stuff. Joel likes to
1: box your brief. <laughs> yeah. Just let everyone know. Also enjoys a high sock. <laughs> Is that a top circle <laughs> oh. when you're Yeah
4: Pictures. I, uh, I say I
3: never
1: realized that the jumpsuit was so short.
4: <laughs> yeah, was that always the case? Was it always that short?
1: They're really jump shorts. Jump chance. <laughs> They're really kind of jump
5: shorts. <laughs> <laughs>
4: nice. Excellent. Gee, so a- you should go to cosplaying contests and win. <laughs> <laughs> you look just like him. He yeah. doesn't look that much like Mike. <laughs> Whoa, <snap.
5: laughs> well, I don't think mine's as loud as yours I don't, Could you make Joel's louder? Yeah all right, all right, I can't I talk as fast as you What are
1: you talking
4: about? <laughs> <laughs> why that wasn't you? I'm talking fast. Fast. <laughs> <laughs> I can't be honest am talking words
5: now You like, talk fast No, when I listen to podcasts You really talk fast I do. talk
1: really fast, especially the intro part. Yeah, well, I like to... My idol is uh, John Mishida, the
4: fastest <laughs> talking man <as> ever. Well. Oh, uh, <laughs> uh, Psycho, Psycho machines. Micro machines. Micro micro machines. machines. Micro Machines. Micro Machines. good <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> when you try to talk fast you talk weird it's and slow not fast, it. okay here we go
1: it's like the Bionic Man I'm, I'm, this is me talking really fast <laughs> I am talking <laughs> faster <laughs> than your ears can't
4: cross that now you can't stop <laughs> I what I'm saying
1: <laughs> by the way, uh, there's a new We saw a song uh, uh, on uh, iTunes. It's a top song on iTunes. We
4: saw a song. We didn't click. Listen, yeah, yeah. we were, were also on acid. And that's so how we were able we to purchase. We
1: looked at all these smells.
4: <laughs>
2: uh, <laughs> Feel
1: it, Chris. So look out, Christmas shoes. There's a new heavy-handed sheriff in town, Yo. and it's called Beer for Jesus. <laughs> no, yeah. And so it's what? It's beer. Beer with Jesus. There's something. Beer boy. with Jesus. Beer with Jesus. I'm listening. And before. Before Chloe even clicked on it on, I go, I want to tell you exactly what this song is about. It's a, it's a redneck lamenting about how he just wishes he could have a beer with Jesus Christ and ask him questions about life. Oh my God. And so she starts playing the song, and it's just like, and so I wanted to ask, how do you turn the other cheek? Let's have
5: this beer with Jesus. A belligerent
3: <laughs> <laughs> who is singing for
4: I feel like some a ain't too crowded. <laughs> <laughs> he's on our Lord. <laughs> so we went down to St. Peter's I Bar. Just, I, just, I just love my feet on a swimmer's like, body. <laughs> He's giving it a lot of thought, like, he might fuck Jesus later. going to find a, that a bar that's not too crowded. Yeah. And I'll drop the roofie in when it goes to the bathroom. do <laughs> not you know, like a crowded bar, you know? He likes a bar, though, he likes to sit on one side of a table. <laughs> <laughs> you were like
5: drinking with Jesus, and you're, like, really distracted by Why? The TV.
4: Why? <laughs> <laughs> Just, it's like right beyond yeah, him yeah, too.
5: Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, you uh, not. No, you're it's, thinking of doing the Sermon on the Mount, okay? Yeah. <laughs> oh,
4: Jesus! <laughs>
5: Jesus' glass just has the blood smear on
4: it.
3: Kind
4: of <laughs> I, don't I don't get it. <laughs> Man, we're, let's get crucified up tonight. <laughs> Post time! <laughs> um, late night! Jesus, I'm gonna drink this! It's your blood! It's
1: just wine, you guys. It's
4: not really... Shit! Hold on, give me a phone. I'm gonna text Mary Magdalene. <laughs> Jesus is like, should I fucking, should I text Mary Magdalene?
1: I wanna text her. <laughs> Jesus Christ! What? You want hot wings? <laughs> <laughs> um, that is a really bad song. Define <laughs> 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 bad. Uh, it's smash pal. <laughs> On, uh, I'm, excited you're, I'm excited you're here, Joel uh, I want to bring out our next guest as well So we have a full panel rocking uh, We have actually two guests
3: Full
4: panel rocking the night away oh. With you guys at the after party at Guy Fierro's American Kitchen <laughs> Full panel rock Tequila Shooter's a guy Yeah. Check out the Nerdist Sliders Whoa. Jesus Christ drinks free <laughs> uh, uh,
1: This is very exciting uh, To have this guy yeah, no, you can stay
4: there, it doesn't matter, you whatever you want, you, know, you can be wherever you want.
5: Um, our next guest, <laughs> guys, we went through this during run-through. <laughs> a run-through. Save it for the stage, man, come on. <laughs> <laughs> do it on the night. Yeah, do it on the night, later, when yeah. later. Yeah. On oh, the real
1: show. <laughs> 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 we're not doing the practice show like I'm on SNL, where they do the pre-show. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> do the real show. It's called the dress rehearsal. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> 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 This is really exciting, you guys. Uh, there are two gentlemen uh, backstage who are working on a project together that is very relevant to your interests. So please welcome to the stage, Travis Beacham and Gabriel Del Toro. <laughs> <laughs>
5: second best podcast ever.
1: Yeah! After Tom Hanks. Right. Yeah. <laughs>
6: that was a pretty great one. Um, welcome, you guys.
1: It's nice to see you.
6: It's, yeah, it's good to be here. It's good to be here. They, they were just saying backstage that, that you don't, like, really calmly... I don't think they really cue, so it might be a good idea if you go... And then we heard the cheering, they're
3: like, go, go! Go, <laughs> go! Um,
6: so, uh, uh,
1: Travis uh, wrote a movie called Pacific Rim, Yeah. Uh, which, is directing, and I just I kind of want to give people a little bit of context there I, I just moderated the Legendary Comics
4: panel and, um, How'd you get, get that gig?
1: I almost said the same thing <laughs> <laughs> How'd you get that gig? <laughs> I OWN YOU!
3: <laughs> That's
1: the laughter money causes <laughs> uh, but, uh, we You guys are doing
6: uh, You're doing a Pac-Ram comic that is essentially. Do you want to talk about it a little bit, Travis? Just tell people what the comic is about. Well. Yeah, sure. It's gonna be. A, it's gonna be basically a prequel to the movie. So it's a. The movie it, it, it kind of drops you in. I, I love the drop. in I'm a big fan of Blade Runner. You know where it's like you, you don't you don't get the explanation. You're kind of dropped into the situation and you just follow the world as it goes. And so what that does is it leaves a lot. It leaves a lot of room open to fill in the gaps. You know, and go back and tell the backstory, and that's essentially what we're doing in the comic book is taking it from the history so you see how our world became this world that you see in the movie. Yeah. Because when you were working on the character bible, it was just like like a thousand pages. You no, know
2: we did. This one? I don't
6: know. It should be. Hola.
1: <laughs> Wait, try the wireless right here. What the fuck? <laughs>
2: no, well, I'll take this one. So no we when we worked on the we, we developed uh, the signage on yeah. the robots we needed to develop the the tech on the robots. We need. We needed to sign everything where they would be open for repair, fueling stations, uh, where they would be boarded from. All of that. And at the same time, we were developing the biographies of the characters. And there was a lot, a huge backlog of information. We generated a bible that was about a thousand pages long. Yes. We we said, and and in the movie when you see, there's a lot of signage on the on the on the on the tech areas where it says. Hazardous stomping danger, you know, he has <laughs> a, a Jaeger foot crunching a person, really small. You could have
1: just then, had it run on pink slime like the Statue of Liberty and go as <laughs> <laughs> Does
2: yeah. it need to be refueled? Yeah. Just good vibes, everybody. We did think about that. <laughs> no, but, but, uh, but there's a lot of stuff that was generated that we'll find somewhere that is way into the comic. Yeah. So,
1: uh, we showed, the, well, Guillermo showed the... Uh, Pac-Rim trailer, which no one had seen except for San Diego Comic-Con. And I think what happens a lot of times is, New York Comic-Con is such an amazing convention, but it doesn't always get the love that San Diego gets, just because it's very convenient for Los Angeles to just send people to San Diego. And so, New York doesn't always get these, like, big, huge news-breaking kinds of things. And so Guillermo, they told him, they're like, I don't think we're going to show the trailer. And he was like, I'm going to fucking show it anyway. And he showed it, and leapt to their feet and went bananas. Like it was such an amazing moment. Um, in, in it was the, beautiful. In that For a
2: fat man on my... I
3: was <laughs> deeply
2: moved and shaken. <laughs> I hear you. Not only so, <laughs> but ding-dongs. <laughs>
1: Winkies. <laughs> So I, I know you can't. We, there isn't really much we can talk about with the with the movie, but you know, how's it going? Are you happy with the, the progress? Like, what? the girl. best
2: experience I've, I've had in the, in shooting a movie uh, in, in in all of them, uh, including Spanish language, European movies or American movies. This has been the one where I actually enjoyed the process from beginning until now, loving it. Yeah, it's literally the most fun I've had, and uh, you know. We were fully supported, uh, Legendary and Warners have been great, and, and uh, with Legendary, with Thomas, obviously, is we, you get to geek out, and you get to talk to a studio head that has Sideshow Toy to- to- Maquettes on his uh, shelves, that he has a Jim Lee or Frank Miller original on the wall, you're like, wow. Yeah, wow. fantastic. That's fantastic. It's expensive. <laughs> <laughs> it is. How hard
4: did Are you guys looking forward to the porn parody Pacific Rim job? No, that needs a Pacific Rim shot. How, how, hard, how hard was to go with that? It's anyway? not like, hard at all.
5: <laughs> but those robots are gonna be real hard when they're fucking. It's <laughs> <laughs> not
2: like saving Ryan's right private. <laughs> uh, Homo Alone or any other...
1: Sweet, sweet well, homo Alone versus uh, For the listener at home, uh, Chris spent about five minutes talking about how we're all gonna have 45 minute orgasms uh, before the show started. And then he said, strap on your cum boots. And I just assumed that was for protection from all the cum that would be on the floor. <laughs>
4: Those would be cum galoshes.
1: Or cum galoshes. <laughs> <laughs> Yep. yep. <laughs> I loved watching... Um, Backstage. I'm gonna turn it away from you. <laughs> uh, you always do. I feel mean, so uh, <laughs> but uh, is your microphone working yet? Fucking shit? Yeah.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> you fit in great. I saw I saw Garrett do a uh, Q and A with uh, Edgar Wright for Scott Pilgrim at The Egyptian. And,
3: uh, a fantastic
1: movie a Great, great movie And, uh, the only thing I took away from it Other than the fact that it was a fantastic movie Was Gamble Loves Swearing <laughs> Oh, yeah, and honestly when, we, when I moderated the, the Packer panel at St. Diego Comic Con You burst into a tirade because you were like What, did you remember what you said about motion capture? No <laughs> That, that happens with Tourette's, you don't remember. <laughs> you said you were talking about how the robots in pac you were like,
2: there was no motion capture, fuck motion capture! Like, you went so mad at motion capture, you like, fuck Mo-Cap. no capture. No, but what it is, is it's difficult to do that. With, if the robots need to move like humans, then it's, I mean, they can move, move human-like, but I wanted the, the, you know, shortcut servers and everything mechanical to, to be animated Frame by frame. Yeah. I didn't want to go the easier route and have them move like they are, uh, you know, 200 pound uh, actors. They yeah. needed to move like they, uh, they they are 25 stories high. They cushion a little differently. You yeah. Know? They, like they would not walk normally.
6: So it looks it looks amazing. Like it looks so amazing. Like do you see would you see. Ah! <laughs> There's a lot of discussion about whether or not to go with a hat. But, uh, I feel like I feel like a lot of monsters aren't gonna. That
3: <laughs> <way>.
4: <laughs> oh shit! Sweater vest. What's
3: yeah!
6: up? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, it looks amazing. Uh, you, the the lack of motion capture really comes across because you really get a sense of the scale of
2: these things. And Same with the monsters. You know, the monsters are humanoid, but they are the proportions are not. Like, like me, they are proportional. <laughs> you said something. I,
1: I got to. I had the, the absolute pleasure of going to the Masters of Horror dinner. That yeah. uh, it was. It was Sean Landis and like a million amazing. Well, Joe
2: Dante, John Carpenter,
1: uh, Robert Rodriguez, yeah.
2: And uh, and,
1: uh, and I don't know how you guys got on the topic, but you started talking about uh, farting in public, and you're like, I don't fart. But I will I not. Don't.
2: <laughs> I don't ever, ever, ever. But that that's the tragedy of being my size. You're in an elevator. Somebody farts. They look at me. that uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, That's why you should just do it. It's gonna land you anyway. I can't. I can't. I'm uh, really can. the
4: most polite. His sound.
1: because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you said I don't fart in public. I, don't... I just look like I do. That's what yeah. I said. <laughs>
2: That is a I'm an innocent
1: man. I only I frame fart for probably. a crime that I didn't commit. A man fart framed for a fart crime he didn't commit.
2: <laughs> but those are those are fun dinners. We always have dinner somewhere in Burbank and they are the strangest ones. And some of the masters of horror are really cheap. So, so well uh, they're horror movie directors. <laughs> horror and, and they are always saying, how much do I have to tip? John Carpenter, come on! Are we out with the restaurant of dogs? No, no, you have to. Seriously, man.
1: But I, this is big trouble in that little Chinese restaurant.
3: Hey, nice, nice. Why wow. are it, it, But
1: you, know, I think one of the reasons why people love you so much, besides the fact that your movies are are, are stunning, is that um, you are. It's like you're one of them. You're one of us, and so it's sort of like if anyone. If anyone in this community got to make a movie, it's like, you're the guy. Because you really are. Like, I get, get, like Guillermo and Joel g- geeked out at each other the second... So it was like, I'm going be They're like, but I know right back at you. Like, and you guys geeked out about each
4: other's work for a while. That was the craziest make-out session I've ever seen in my
3: life.
2: <laughs> I still don't know which one of them farted. Oh, my <laughs> No, you know, I think that uh, when you come in, it's like when I was walking the floor yesterday in the Comic-Con, and uh, you see... Some vendors and some stands where you know that people really get it, yeah. And then you see the ones that think, oh, the kids, the kids are gonna like this, right? And you can see this weird—they don't really belong. with The product that seems calculated as a kid, you have a bullshit meter that is really, really, extremely real, extremely accurate, and. and the truth and, and loving the things you do are, are it's weird and it's hard, but at the end of the day it's really satisfactory because when you meet people that love what you do you know they really love it. Yeah. They're not there because they have to be sympathetic with you. Know, they really are there to connect with you. Yeah. And, I, and, and I love it. I, my social life, other than this, is fucking zero. <laughs> <laughs> zero? <I'm> really? Literally. <laughs> like, and then I talk to these things and I love like
1: minded uh, geeks? Yeah. Adam, Adam Savage tells a story about how he met you at San Diego Comic Con one year where you were like walking by or talking about. It, and he was like,
2: Oh fuck,
1: you're in El Toro, and you yelled back, Oh fuck, Mythbusters. <laughs> <laughs>
4: that was the second craziest makeout session I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> you were present for a
1: lot of these make out sessions,
5: but <laughs> <laughs> hey, Busters guy, absolutely,
1: <laughs> <laughs> but you—you uh, you have a. But you inspired Adam Savage to have a man cave, like yeah. his own.
2: Uh, he, came, he came. He came to visit Bleak House, which is the the house I bought to to gain independence from having anyone tell me what the fuck went on the walls or not. <laughs> you know, I, 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 I've been under. The dominion of my mother for so many years, and then I marry, and my wife says, "You can't put that in the kitchen." I said, "I buy my house." <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm forty-three. I buy my house. <laughs> and I, 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 I bought this house, and I built secret passages. I built a room oh. <laughs> where
4: collectively just. Went, oh. <laughs> it, is, it is fucking amazing. You
2: would pay to see this. It's, house. it's really it's good, amazing. I, and I have a room where it rains all day. Or outside is raining 24 cents <laughs> with a <laughs> surround system with thunder. Uh, uh, if awesome. anyone
6: tried to burgle it, I feel like they would open the door and see, <laughs> see Samuel, like, snarling
2: at no, it. Right now, they open the door and there's a life-size sculpture by uh, Thomas Kubler of H.P. Lovecraft reading a book looking straight at the person coming <laughs> and If they open the door, you should guess it locks. <laughs> You turn the you turn the corner and at the end of the corner stands the midget from Freaks with a razor blade. No oh, way! That's my fucking alarm
1: system. Dude, that's just like that's like Brian Brown's apartment in FX where he's got the
2: creature and. The... <laughs> I have a, a you know I have a ten foot tall hyper real Frankenstein head by Mike Hill staring right at you when you come in oh, shit so, I mean a, a burglar going in either has to have a strong stomach <laughs> or really be hungry to steal that shit <laughs> I don't know. I'm here to steal the rain <laughs> you can't <laughs> steal the
4: rain <laughs> brother <laughs> it belongs to us all you right? <laughs> no, I'm taking it uh uh-uh, uh you can't steal the sky <laughs> I'm stealing the what <laughs> that's a mushroom conversation <laughs>
1: But I, I, I discovered today in the panel that you're also a uh, a huge fan of Sydney
2: Marty <laughs> Like I started naming off all these uh, like, <coughs> like, like the sea monsters. And, uh. When we we were exposed to everything from Pop Stuff to Lidsville when I was yeah, there. yeah, with hoodoo. How was because uh, you grew up in Guadalajara, is that yeah. right? Yeah.
1: So what like what what culturally influenced you? Like what what of our stuff did first of all you're. How, you bilingual in, in a way that, like, I don't, I can't imagine directing in another language. Like, how do you, how, do, do, would you always speak English, or how
2: did it? I, I started, I started learning English with, uh, with a, uh, well, in Mexico we subtitled the movies, so I would watch uh, Universal Monster movies every Sunday and read the subtitles and listen, and then I started buying uh, famous monsters of film and and ma- Magazine. and I literally got a dictionary uh, from my father's library, and I started translating. Like that, and I'm self-taught. And so it, it was. It took many years, and I never lost the accent. But, but I'm, i I really love writing in English when we write the screen novels. I, I love. I, I, I writing screenplays is super hard, but literature, writing fiction, is fantastic. And and uh, you know, it's the monsters that did it. It was either Alfred e. Newman or Cecil <laughs> Gold was the <laughs> okay, I'm going to
5: give
1: you $50 and you say all that, and then at the end say, thanks Rosetta Stone.
2: <laughs> hey, where would I be without I Rosetta know. Stone? <laughs> snip, snip, money. <laughs> I want to learn Japanese though. Oh, yeah. I can say Chottomate. I just know... And I can sing the Totoro song. Is that the Aruko, Aruko, Watashi Waginki, Aruko, and Itsuki, Don Don Igo. What does he say? It's the song in the opening. What the fuck? I don't know what they say. They don't have melodies in Japanese. I do. But, but I can't. If I sang, it would be with a mariachi, and I need a couple of together. Oh, Can you bring those over there? The mariachi, not the
4: together. We'll just hand over to. Frosty <laughs> <theories,
1: please. laughs> tips. Night. I heard that uh, in the panel, uh, you uh, you loudly exclaimed something that is one of my favorite things I've heard at Comic Con so far. Was a guy I was talking about Sid and Marty Cropp, and he mentioned stacks and you go,
2: I fucking love Sleestacks! You, <laughs> you know, the, the 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 suits were great because the the eyes had so much depth. Yeah. The, those those acrylic eyes. Yeah. They haunted me all my life. <laughs> and I have a... I, have, I don't wear it, but I have, a, yeah, I have yeah. this, this nastiest sleeve stack belt buckle. Yeah. Oh, my God! <laughs> With the big eye.
1: Where did you get that?
2: In a, in a, can I do, I do a commercial? It's sure. a It's a little store in Bourbon called Hyena. It's a gallery. Oh, yeah. And they have a great... Uh, they have it in bronze and silver. I wisely chose brunch. <laughs> oh
1: my God, that's awesome! Yeah,
5: I actually met Marty, Sid and Marty Croft, and uh, I asked him about the stack costume, and he said he had one, but it smells really bad. <laughs> <laughs> those, those creatures would smell really bad. No, but it's from the guy who wore the costume.
2: <laughs> <laughs> but they that. hired some homeless guy to play the sleeve stack. <laughs> no, in fact, in fact, this is true. When we do a creature suits in the movies. At the end of the day, the performer loses, and it sounds great in the EDK. He lost five pounds of sweat every day. Yeah, but when you need to rinse the area where the ball sack lands, they rinse it with vodka. Oh, really? Seriously, vodka or high-octane alcohol. And, and I don't want that job.
5: <laughs> you know, know. They, you can hire people to do that. You're a high Yeah but
2: then we then we go to launch on Sunday and they tell me you know model <laughs> one.
6: That's traditionally the screenwriter's job by the way. <laughs> <laughs> but, but truly a uh, uh third sort of performer is swipe.
2: doesn't get fresh.
1: So with a with a movie like uh, with a movie like Hellboy um, is you know, so many scenes, or especially especially Hellboy Two, where it's like the, you know, sort of up the creature quotient. Um, what you know, like what what's the pro- does that? How much time does that add when you basically are directing like a Muppet movie kind of huge? A,
2: yeah, huge. <laughs> let me let me tell you. Like we have Ape Sapien who can't see; he has two pinholes. Um, then you have Johan with a with a gigantic uh, Mysterio head. With, with full of smoke and zerbos, and he can't see except for and the, and Johan throws a bag at Abe in one scene. I will tell you about it later. Take, take twenty. Go by. And, and it's like that. It's like when when you're working with a normal situations, you you go from here to here, you sit down. But when you're working with a creature, it's like. You grab them by the shoulder, you have to map it out like you would be if they couldn't see. Yeah. And they need to count the steps, they need to know where the chair is without making it look like they don't know. It multiplies the time of the shoot enormously. And what was it that sort of, uh, what was it things like Sid Mardi Like
1: What inspired you to, to, because so many of your films have that, there's, an, there's, a, there's one special element like that that I think you know, has become sort of synonymous with your... I think
2: the movie that changed my life in that respect was Planet of the Apes. And beneath the Planet of the Apes, the moment when when uh, the guys remove the masks and the skin is raw underneath, I I, I dream about it still. I, I love it. And Planet of the Apes, I I could watch endlessly in a loop for the rest of my life. I, I love running my cowl You know. And, and oh, that Planet of the Apes. <laughs> Sorry, I was
4: I think it the Marky Mark one. Cause I was like on board until then. <laughs>
2: Is, 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 is really, John Chambers I think remains one of the really top makeup artists that ever lived and he's not recognized as much as he should be yeah. and I think Argo will be interesting to see because of that I'm, How do you, uh, because you're such a fan of stuff,
1: uh, because you're such a fan of comics I know with video games uh, and, and film, uh, and how do you find time, like, because you have to create so much, so when do you get to be a consumer? When do you get to, it, it, like, take things in? Do you still have to make time for yeah, that?
2: Yeah, thankfully my, my, my daughters love the stuff. So my, my, we play video games together, we watch some weird, weird old movies together. Right now they love um, uh, black and white anything on the house. They, they adore it, and we watch, like, we religiously watch Adventure Time. <laughs> Which I, I think it's is truly a masterpiece. And I say it without any hint of just gigdom Is the freedom, the way they associate things, the innocence of, uh, and at the same time, the the sort of gleeful perversity. It's just amazing, you I know, mean, I have my same figures at the office, oh, Wow! And, but, but we do that, and then... I uh, um, just, just want to throw a concept at you, <coughs> I'm actually an Adventure Time movie. All right, anyway, play with whatever you right right? yeah. but, but I also, I love, the, the thing that I don't do as much as I used to is, I, I have my painting model station, I love paint to paint models. I don't have time for that much more, but, but I have my One Phantom of the Paradise pending. Of the paradise. I, I, that's the only movie with, I own a 35 millimeter print. Oh, gee. Really? Yeah, that and I awesome. and I have a, two of the Phantom masks um, replicas. I have um, the action figures that they oh, made it yeah. from. I'm a, Do you I'm have Brian De crane as well? No, <laughs> <laughs> but, but I I have dinner with Paul Williams a couple of times. Oh, that's just awesome. to, to geek out and say. <laughs> swans swan. he's like I don't care as long as you pay for the meal <laughs> I, I, lo- I love that movie with all my heart it's a great movie. It's an incredibly romantic movie
1: is there any part of you
2: that's sort of <laughs> where you're like
1: someday I'm going to be a, I'm going to be a big director just so I can meet all the people that I've yeah
3: <laughs> <laughs> it's,
2: it's, it's literally I, I love working and meeting the people I admire and, and contrary to what I mean I've been disappointed very few times most of the time I meet somebody and, uh, you know, I, we hit it off, really. And, and we become friends. Who is the most disappointing, Sean? <laughs> 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 but, you know, it happens. But uh, uh, amazing, like, John Landis is a great friend. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I really adore him. Like, uh, Joe Dante, Carpenter Cronenberg is truly, truly a great guy. Yeah. He's constantly <laughs> giving me some life advice, <laughs> like when, when Pans was going to Cannes, I stopped in Toronto, and he said, you know, be prepared, fantasy is never going to win that festival, so don't get your eyes so, And I I am, and I, he, it was wise, wise for him to say, he's a great guy.
1: Yeah, um, did you, uh, I, I, Kronos was a great movie, Thank by you. the way, and I, I was kind of looking at like, uh, I mean, obviously, in other movies, I'm sure you all know Guillermo, but, you know, Mimic or Blade Two. but uh, there was a movie that I hadn't seen that I saw on your IMDb page that I wanted to ask you about, because I loved the description of it
2: so much. Uh, oh, by the way, I'm going to give you a, a piece of news nobody knows, and they'll probably kill me for it, but uh, Criterion is doing Devil's Backbone. Oh, really? Which oh. oh. is my favorite movie ever, ever That's your favorite movie? That's my That's favorite.
1: awesome. Yeah. Well, because the one that I saw was called uh, Geometria. Oh, yeah? And in and and 1987, nine minutes long, here's a description. A boy is tired of failing geometry, so he summons a demon.
2: it <laughs> <laughs> been there, done, done that. that. <laughs> it's true, it's, it's in the Chronos uh, Blu-ray DVD. Yeah, oh, okay. okay. I included it. It's a movie I did for uh, $2,000. And uh, I, I did all the makeup effects. I did some of the lighting. I built the sets. And my mother is the main character. <laughs> and uh, is the mother of the kid. Wait, she, she the demon? The demon is played by a friend. Uh, the brother of a friend is a boy with a wig. And, and I, I, all the voices in the short is me. Because it, is, 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 it was shot in fake Italian. I'm <laughs> <laughs> in fake Italian with subtitles, so I make the voice of my mother, the kid, the demon. Geometria, now in faux Italian!
1: When you find, you know, because, so, I mean, like, your early work, you're, you're, your hands, you're, on, you're in it. Like, you're, you're doing most of the stuff and you're crafting it. You're sort of like, you're creating kind of a moving sculpture, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so, when you can make a movie like pac and you're given, you know, a massive budget, do you feel oddly like that's limiting in a way? Because I sometimes think the less money you have, the less resources, it kind of can force you to be more creative. So is it is it unnerving a little bit when you have all
2: of the resources in the world? Not Well, first of all, your duty as director, no matter what you're doing, if you're doing a $2,000 movie or a or $100 million movie, you, you need to make sure that your ambitions are far, far uh, bigger than the
3: budget.
2: Yeah. You need to try and make it look twice as big. So no matter what the budget, I'm always counting the number of cars, of extras, counting the days, trying to do double, uh, double shifts, whatever it needs, it needs to be. So no, and in the case of pac Rim, knock on wood, so far, so fantastic because we got away with some really, really crazy shit, <laughs> really seriously crazy shit. So uh, in the, and I, I think it's been the best experience also because uh, I really can say this enough. Thomas Tom and John Gashney yeah. are real, real fans. Yeah. So I could I could go up to Thomas and and it's the first time I would be arguing with a, a, a studio head saying no, 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 keep that, <laughs> don't lose it, find something else. It was it was really great to do that and we have a couple of really deranged uh, set pieces. In I mean, I know. You listen. To, I mean, I don't know. If, I don't know if people will believe me because now Legendary owns our company, but it's. It,
4: I don't believe you.
1: Honestly, like the like Thomas will literally say, like, you know, you gotta you gotta make your own vision, and you have like he's such a. You sit with him, and you you run out of the room, and you're just like, I'm gonna punch the moon because yeah. he's like, think as big as you can possibly think, and then go bigger and do whatever you want to do, and we just want to support. that It's fucking crazy. Well, Why did you punch time?
6: the moon? Why would you beat up the moon, man? <laughs> Conversations I, I had with Thomas. And, you know, you're used to some pretty like, pedestrian conversations going in and having meetings with, with execs and, and that sort of thing. And and Thomas, like, I remember it was a development meeting about the Pacific Rim. Um, he goes, he said, "Now, been thinking about how this thing works. Is it anything like quantum entanglement?" And I'm like, uh,
3: "Well, yeah,
6: but you wouldn't put that in the script because." No, I mean, like, he really, he had—he—he he comes at it from, like, a really earnest place, and, you know, it's just been a very, very
2: charming. look, from the beginning, uh, having, I had two perfect experiences shooting. Devil's Bagon was one, because Pedro Almodovar produced it, and he was truly like a guardian angel. He was sure that we got what we needed, he was not interfering. He was a director, he is a director, so he knew how to produce for a director, and he was an amazing experience. And the other one is Pacific Rim, because uh, basically, if I needed Thomas or I needed help, I would call and they would be there. Other than that, they wouldn't be there. Yeah. And I was super happy to run the set with the same freedom I would run an independent movie. I would say, ah, eh, we're not doing those pages, we're doing this, audit. we're doing this in the other room, ah, uh, let's change the dial. like Complete freedom. It was fantastic.
1: So how, uh, you know, with 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 any movie, but but in particular, you you must have to like going in. Your vision must be so crystal clear because you just there is no room for like eh, I don't
2: know. That's why you don't you don't ever you should never ever ever make a movie you don't really want to do. I don't understand how anyone can do a movie by just by a decision of career because I think. I think shooting is a, is a movie a movie is, a, is like fucking at some point you, you cannot fake a boner <laughs> <laughs> I mean you're into
4: it everybody <laughs> <laughs> when you leave tonight remember that I fake
2: everyone on my own
4: you fake a boner it's a phoner <laughs> you can, you can
1: sure, fake an organ yes, you can now, like or... oh! I'm done. Here comes the finish. You cannot I, fake a boner. I don't know it you can. It's
2: impossible. No, it's it's
3: impossible.
2: impossible. Well, well, I you to us, yes. <laughs> well, what, what do I am coming. Here
4: comes the lashes.
2: What happens is, is when no, you... Can I finish the here, though. You get <laughs> like 500 questions a day. And, and a lot of them you can be quick about the decisions you make, but instinctively, and this happens, the more experience you get, the, the smoother it gets. Uh, the decisions are very accurate and well-considered, even if you have to take them fast, like color. Everybody comes at you and your job is to have all the, all the answers and have all the right answers all the time. Like Literally, when you're directing, everybody's coming uh, from right, left, all the time. <laughs> <laughs>
4: language. <laughs> Get your fucking heads out of the gutter. <laughs> yeah, when I direct, everyone's coming. <laughs> oh my god,
5: and, gee, I, got,
4: I got a question for <laughs> director
5: of Pacific Rim, Job. <laughs> I got a question. You did Cronus before uh, Hellboy, right? Yeah. And when did it dawn on you that Ron Perlman? You said, shit, he looks just like Hellboy.
4: <laughs> it, no prosthetics. It, it, was, it was really... It was, really from it was the, the Beauty and the B series, wasn't they it? His,
2: they took his wig off. When, when, <laughs> oh, when, you know, there's a good, when Ron and I first were... Uh, when we were post-producing Ron's and we went to a party, the the opening party for Reservoir Dogs. Uh, Quentin was there and, and he, we, he had just shown the movie for the first time and we were trying to get in and we didn't have an invite. So I said to Ron, you, you should get in because you're famous. He says, I'm doing a fucking TV show. <laughs> <laughs> and he was the beauty and the beast that just finished. And we walk in, I go behind him, the, the bouncer says, I know you, you can go in. And then he says, but what, what are you? He says, I, I do, I'm an actor. He says, no, but what's what series? He says, I'm on TV. He's walking up the stairs. And the guy says, I know who you are! You're that motherfucking lion dude! <laughs> <laughs> Very respectful.
4: You should do a show called That Motherfucking Lion Dude.
2: <laughs> I'd watch it. It's exactly like The New Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. no, but That's the Ron, European title. Ron, uh, the moment I, 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 I approached Larry Gordon and, and uh, I, they said, you can do the movie because I love the comic with a passion. The moment it was accepted, I said I want Ron Perlman to be the, the the Hellboy, and that's why it took eight years. It took eight years to make Hellboy because every single meeting on every single studio was no, no to Ron Perlman, and uh, the the weekend blade to open, and we opened number one. I called Ron and I said either we get this thing greenlit next week. Oh, we're never going to do it, and literally the week Blade uh, to open, and uh, it opened big, uh, we got elbow grip. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, it, like, when
1: you're... so, I just feel like with so many other mediums you can make stuff and turn it around a little bit quicker. I mean, television takes a, a little bit of time, but, you know, like you said, eight years, or, you know... How long have you been working on pack rim? Now? About two and a half. Yeah, so, you, you know, you're investing a, a massive chunk of your life in a movie, do you feel any risk at all or is it just like head down, do your job, you know? He's got a
2: room where it rains all the time. (laughs) You cannot be rational and make movies. You cannot be be socially apt and make movies. You you have
6: to love it so much that you don't want to spend your time doing anything else. Absolutely. It's a
2: perfect, it's a perfect look, if you're gonna bet, you, you should bet for the extraordinary in your life. You know, like, there's a lot of guys that can be better, more sociable husbands or fathers. I may be, I may be crappy at some of it, but I love, I, they, fortunately for me, my family is a, a circus family. They travel with me, they love it, they, they, they know I arrive at 2 a.m. and get, go to work at 4 a.m. They lift on the big weights. One of them's a lizard girl. <laughs> you know, I'm very happy about that.
1: <laughs> I was just, I was just wondering, like, I was, I feel bad for a director, like, if they, if they work so long in a movie and it doesn't turn out quite the way they wanted. Yeah, that was my take. biography recently.
2: <laughs> it what? Yeah, well, the mountains, mountains of madness. We've been trying for 13 years now. Thank God, 13 <laughs> oh, God. years, and uh, we came very close uh, right before pac ramp. And uh, it, it collapsed uh, when we were... I was a scouting in a helicopter, the glaciers, when we got the phone call to come back to L.A. and have a meeting. We were opening the offices the, the week after. Uh, I hate when
5: bad news comes in a helicopter.
2: In the helicopter. In <laughs> yeah, the glaciers. And, and, and I said to my wife, I'm going to pack my thick pants. <laughs> and I go with my, <laughs> with, a, with sweatpants. I, my, my legs went completely numb in the middle. Of the excursion <laughs> scouting, I regretted bringing my. And now to this day, my daughters and my wife say, "Pack your thick pants." <laughs>
1: <laughs> but does that stuff? I mean, are you? Can you kind of roll with that stuff, or is No, that you take, I, you take, I you was. It I was
2: really, really, truly affected by by the uh, fallout of mountains. But that happened on a Friday, and Monday I was on, on board a ram. I was already producing and developing along with, with Legendary and Travis, but uh, it really affected me. It's the, the first time <coughs> in my life when, when I truly, for two days, I was completely depressed. Deeply, deeply, deeply depressed. And then I said, I gotta go and shoot, I love this movie, and uh, for the longest time as we were designing background and I was just producing, I was thinking, who is the bastard that is gonna take all these great designs and enjoy them? And you know when it happened, I was uh, quick and happy. But for for that weekend, it was a weekend well, in hell. Well, or in the rain room. The rain room. I was sad in the rain room. You know? yeah. <laughs> it's, it's always because, sad. In with the rain room. You know? With the rain, you couldn't see my tears. Yeah. <laughs> the rain is tears, it bro. Like,
4: it's like he's just
6: sitting. He's just sitting in a room. He's like. Something's wrong. And he just flips the switch. Uh, and it starts raining out the window. Looking
4: goes, out the window. Cats and dogs head. in here. And he looks over and he goes, <laughs> Shut up,
6: Lovecraft.
2: Play <laughs> <Lighted> Stop <hands. laughs> <not> mucking me. <laughs>
1: well, I think, I think just, just watching people in San Diego or watching people at, um, at New York Comic Con today, they are weird. <laughs> they, they, they are excited about... I think they're excited about Peckrim? Grimm... I think it's a movie that they really want. Like that, you know, no one's really done like a great, giant, like, kaiju movie in, in a way that we feel like technology should have given us by now. What
5: about robot jocks? <laughs> <laughs> Two shit. It's always either
6: monsters or yeah. robots. It's never quite... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I mean,
1: you know, the, obviously, you know, there were... There was maybe one sequence and the first Transformers. I'm like, okay, that sequence, that sequence is pretty cool. But then it's just like, it's like, no, that's not that's not what, what I mean. What sequence did you see that was pretty cool? It's the, it's the sequence where um, there's, they're just chasing down the freeway with. Yeah, oh that's yeah, yeah, that's. A... And he's got, he does the Haw! like right I the like breakfast. when the Transformer pees oil. Why does the old
6: ones have beards? It
4: <laughs> doesn't make any sense, Travis. Don't think
6: about it didn't have
5: a mechanic come along and make a
4: goatee. Like, when does my car get old enough that it has a beard? <laughs> Wait, so you're saying that there are no robot beards in that <laughs> Why? Because when well, it's, it's been a stomach
6: risk, there's a beard. of beards. <laughs> oh, Bagotard, oh, <laughs> oh, wouldn't it be wild to grade against some robot pussies?
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, I what am I going to
1: do. Oh, jazz. Yeah. This is a laptop for some reason. <laughs> I am, I am smirnoff what the country
4: robot. Hey, let's go to the moon. Let's get Buzz Aldrin in this to fuck over Matt Myra. Everyone's out to get you. Huh? <laughs> no, just Buzz Aldrin. <laughs> Uh, do, your
1: kids, do, your, do your kids appreciate wait, they, they were having this great conversation Joel and uh, and, and Guillermo uh, William of the Bull, I believe yeah. um, Were uh, having this great conversation About how Joel said You, you thought you thought your kids would really dig Mystery Science Theater You're like, hey, look where your dad did this cool thing And they were like, not having it <laughs> yeah, they didn't. No.
4: Hey, no offense Your kids are fucking idiots then
1: <laughs> oh,
3: I'm not sure
4: we're going to take that
5: it would have been weird if, like, Joel, if you were
1: talking over, you're you talking over, you know, and then they would have been like, Dad, you're already doing this I've
5: gotten yeah, kind of through a single mystery science theater with my kids. Really? Yeah. Oh, no, fuck, eight kids.
3: Joel, yeah. uh, so I have a
1: pamphlet for you about adoption.
3: What? Joel's, yeah, no, theory, Joel's theory is that.
1: that kids just naturally don't, aren't into what their parents do, and Guillermo's theory is that... They don't understand the concept of B-movies in the way that we had when we were
4: growing up. No, they got the Transformers. Well, they got B-movies. Oh, sorry, you didn't say D-movies. I hate Transformers. really going out of the limb there by hearing Transformers, eh? huh? I mean, I don't have to see them socially. Gamma might.
2: I have no social life.
4: Because I was fucking zero. Wait, the ghost of our dinner.
1: The ghost of our dinner, that's Pretty
6: good social life. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I think it's not too late to put a 25
4: story Tom Servo in Pacific Rapids. <laughs> 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 uh,
3: just in the background.
4: <laughs> <laughs> just, in the background. <laughs> just in the background somewhere. <laughs> the you, just, <laughs> you just hear it suddenly. So I'm huge. <laughs> 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 the <laughs> the <off> <laughs> and like, You would just see for a split <laughs> second. like, You'd have to
1: freeze frame him to see it. I like Chrome. <laughs> <laughs> the guy That's crew. a yes. I'm like <laughs> <crows. laughs> I mean,
5: a yes. You said he liked Crow. So. Yeah. <laughs> Who, which was your favorite of the robots to design, Joel? Oh, um, well, you know, the, the Crow came right out. He was just as he is. Pretty easy bird. Easy birth, yeah. A, yeah, easy bird. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> and uh, and, going and, to and the Tom Servo to was a actually a ba- the first. The first show. We did, Tom Servo was actually at a different head and it was a baby robot called Beeper. And, um, and Josh Weinstein, who did uh, both Gypsy and Beeper, it just wasn't happening. It was really clear. And um, I just took Beeper home to my shop, popped off the head, put on the gambling machine, <laughs> put a Tom pull. Servo. <laughs> you Tom killed Servo. Next thing you know, I turned baby.
3: Please, Father, don't kill
5: her. <laughs> I, I had jello today. <laughs> I'm imagining, with a I'm
1: imagining you, you killing Beeper, in my head, is like Tim Robbins getting killed by Tom Cruise in War of the
3: Worlds. <laughs> <laughs> Real quiet, like... It's
1: yeah. so, so pretty much it. a, You're standing in a gumball machine like, what am I
5: going to do? the <laughs> uh, No, I just had one of those uh, gumball machines sitting on the shelf. I looked at it and I go... Yeah, that'll work. And that, so it was like the, the jaw was great because it had a spring in it already, and I just attached a, a, a string to it, and it worked like a perfectly. <laughs> perfect down and that was it. And you know, because we did twenty shows locally, and so that's kind of where we figured it out. And then later. We got the money to do it. Get pe- got paid to do it, and that's when I painted them and got them nice. Was,
1: it, was there ever? A, was there ever? A, did anyone ever pitch a joke that his head is always full of gumballs? Every time he opened his mouth, they just fell out. Yeah. Time <coughs> it's in the opening. Oh, oh. look at the. Opening. I
3: guess maybe that's,
1: that's, where, that's where I got top, it. Stop, like, like like about it. having a
3: theme song. We were like,
1: nah, too distant. Like we explained the plot. <laughs> why don't you guys talk <laughs> over movies? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, why do not you just watch
5: them? Why do you guys
1: make? Comments of these crappy movies, like, you can really make them funnier.
5: Yeah, we got we got a, actually got a phone call like early on and a woman thought she was losing her mind. <laughs>
3: Back
5: then it just what the only thing that came across the screen was like the severe storm warnings, you know, <laughs> crawl across the bottom of the screen. And so people when they see silhouettes and people talking, this woman really thought she was losing. <laughs> Is this happening
1: at the station? Was that was that David at the dentist? Did he call in too yes. <laughs> Is this real life, Joel? <laughs> Fifteen years before I'm born? Um, Charlie bit someone's finger. <laughs> uh, you're also a Valve fan too, right? What's your favorite Valve game? Oh well, man, I think it's a vowel. We're well, a big fan of vowels, so that's fine. Wow, cool. You, you, content. I because like, it's only
2: sometimes. Sometimes why? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you no, know, I like, I love uh, Left 4 Dead and Portal. Uh, Portal. <laughs> And that's why, and, uh, when we were creating the voice for the AI of uh, the main robot in Pacific Rim, I, I called Val and I said, is it okay if I use Gladys? Oh. oh. And, uh, and uh, we, we called him and McLean, and we've done two sessions. Oh, shit. Awesome. Wouldn't they just say, oh,
4: no! And, they hung <laughs> and then,
2: like, wouldn't you just go get a sound-alike? <laughs> well, I, I wanted it to be specifically her. And I think the the. the what is great about Portal, aside from the gameplay, is how much character yes. they have, you know. And it's it's great interaction, uh, and it's a family experience. We all play, we all play Portal, and, and my daughter loves loves it when I lose. So <laughs> and when you say we all play Portal, you mean your family watches you play Portal. <laughs> you, you believe it or not, but like when we play a scary game, my two daughters say, "You play it, we'll coach you." <laughs> so I'm like, no, no.
1: I'm shooting it! Like, I think the most amazing thing about Portal is that, the, the, it's like you said, the, the, these characters who have no real moving, articulating mouths or features, just
2: very simple designs, are so expressive. Super expressive. And the design work in Portal is amazing. And uh, the stuff in Left 4 Dead, some of the. I hate normally cinematic little interludes, you know, like, but those are great. And and uh, and the design of the characters is fantastic. You know, the jockey or the uh, you know the tank, which is like Hanover Fist by Bernard Wrightson. Yeah. You know? I, I love those things. And and, uh, and you get to know the characters eventually. Like like I always, I'm always Francis on the first one. <laughs> I'm always like I'm Francis. I don't give a fuck what I do. <laughs> Inside of me, I'm Francis. And, so you know, and in the, the second one, I'm Coach. Uh, are you going to start doing uh, video games at any point? Yeah, and we've been developing, uh, we developed something with THQ and then THQ had, went through the whole terminal management change and all that. So Somebody we just are
1: boot THQ's turmoil. Boot
2: turmoil. We hate turmoil. <laughs> yeah. No, but they, they went through a complete uh, change and uh, now we're looking for another developer to, to do it. We took all the assets that we did and we're looking. Cloud? Huh? I would love that. I mean, look, I, I love that we have a great kitchen, but I don't, I don't want to impose on my, my visit. Chris, okay. you can't just say words. Valve! 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 To Valve!
4: Valve! Valve!
1: I'm like a character in an old 80's cartoon called Valve but I just say my name. That's my only name. Valve! 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 is vulva. Um... Well, I'm I'm actually, uh, I'm I'm gonna, I'm podcasting... I'm best friends with... (laughs) What did you say? It sucks, because you're fucking, that was exactly what I was doing. Uh, No, I was was gonna gonna podcast Gabe Newell in in a few days, and uh, and I just, I, I would like to casually throw it out there, like... Hey, he you knows McCready work, he's probably doing it. Why am I Paul Tompkins all of a sudden? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway, I don't know. I just might throw it out there. Just might throw it out there. Because I, I would imagine he's probably a huge fan of your work as well. Uh, if it's something you're into. I, I wouldn't presume. <laughs> um, so what else? Uh, w- can you talk about anything like what stage of the movie you're at right now, or like because it doesn't come out until 2013.
3: Yeah, yeah. No,
2: we, we are uh, we are deep in pre-production and post-production. We finished. Uh, I finished my my cut. And the movie is uh, right now two hours five. Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, and uh, it's about refining that until until we come out. We have uh, every uh, three times a week. Uh, we have uh, an hour long. Uh, conversation with Ireland, going through every piece of animation, and every two weeks I go to San Francisco, spend a the day there with them, going through the animation, uh, it, and we're managing every shot, acting, pantomime, weight, physics, dynamics, uh, camera moves, blah blah, blah everything. And uh, fortunately for me, in the last couple of year, couple of years, I've been really involved in animation, and uh, it's helped me a lot. Beyond just a couple of shots, to be able to uh, to manage the the animation language and the and the crafting of it a lot more. What is it about?
1: What is it that you think? Why do you think this kind of movie hasn't been done right
2: yet? I think that seriously, it's going to sound like what you said that we, but it needs it needs to have uh, um, the creative part. I think a lot of people would want to do but the part where the studios make the decision. You need somebody like Thomas and John and Legendary to go and say, do it. Normally uh, you're fighting for the movie to be more conventional, for the movie to be this and and who has done a movie like that? There's a thing in Hollywood, they call it the comps, and they say, this movie looks like that movie that was done five years ago, and that movie that was done 10 years ago, and they made $50 million so, we can give you 40. Mm-hmm. That's the way they make a decision normally. It doesn't come from the gut. It doesn't come from the passion and the madness. And I don't think this movie would exist without Legendary. Yeah. I really don't. Um, well, I mean, again, I know people are be like, you just do it in conversion for
1: Legendary. But it really does. like, that, I, I don't know what else to say. I, I don't on give it. a fuck. It's real. <laughs> <laughs> not, not a
3: fuck.
1: But the footage looks great, and I really hope that you know. I don't know when it, when it's when when people are going to be able to see it, but it, but I think when they do see it, they'll be like, "Oh fuck, okay," you know. I mean, you really have to.
2: You, you have to find that that is it, it, um, uh, the tragedy. The tragedy of uh, the craft is that, that you need to have a, an artistic or storytelling component, and you have a financial. Yeah. Component. And you definitely need somebody in the financial side to say yes to your idea. And that's a tragedy. That's why normally you get more freedom doing things like Devil's Bag or Pan's Labyrinth, where you go... And this is where he shoots the girl repeatedly. Okay. <laughs> uh, this is the ending. This is Here's your happy ending, motherfucker. <laughs> uh, and, 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 and normally that doesn't come uh, that way unless you're financing independently. But uh, it's the same with The Strain. The Strain was pitched uh, as a three-season idea to Fox, I met with the head of Fox at the time, and uh, he said, "Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. we want something with vampires, but can you make it a comedy? (laughs) And I got the fuck out of there. (laughs) And then I said, I'll I'll write it and co-write it. We did the the three novels, and now we're back at FX. And the person in charge of FX, uh, John Langreff, completely got it. Completely got it, And, and the meeting was fantastic, and immediately... You need that part of the equation to be involved. Carth yeah. on that, right?
1: Yeah, yeah,
6: that's cool. That's
1: yeah, it's cool, very cool. Yeah,
2: I geek out on that
6: one. <laughs> you spend a lot of time hunting for the right for the right producer. It's it's like it's I, it sort of it, it cracks me up like like whenever like fans are like, oh, the screenwriting is so bad because nine times out of ten they haven't read the script. Like they're they're watching the movie, which is the end result of a lot of like usually a lot of like bad decisions from the higher you know, non-creative type levels who are like, oh, well, you know, this love story doesn't make sense, so let's downscale. Let's give it a dog. pet dog. Let's, <laughs> uh, more fun, <laughs>
2: more,
6: you know... Our <laughs> uh, and
2: then
1: they spend an extra million dollars trying to find the right dog. It should be orange. No, I don't want... No, oh pet-
4: chihuahuas are big right now.
2: <laughs> Get it, what I just I, said. I, I tell you, I tell you one thing. <laughs> uh, there, are, there are some studios, uh, some of the practices that happen is they will... To, to use some imaginary numbers, but they will spend ten on the movie and twenty on the research. Yeah, you know, and you go why, why? And, and, and it's, it, it, when it becomes a committee, when it needs to accommodate the way sixty people see it, it's really hard. it is it, it, not conducive to to making movies that reflect who you are. Yeah. You know, but but it's it's uh, fortunately the one thing you learn after the time is to say the the most fabulous word in the English fucking language, which is no, <laughs> no. And fuck no is even better. I think it, I think it might be no in other languages too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you know, the other day uh, I was really enjoying just the fact that uh, uh, we were we were watching the god and there was uh, a sequence that was playing a little too long, but I think it's right. And uh, and I said no, we're not changing it, and just. Uh, Thomas immediately said that it's your cut, you do what you want, so it's happy moments right
1: now. How do you stay passionate about a project when you are working on it for three years, and, and not kind of start to geek out about some other idea halfway through and go, oh, I really want, like how do you keep focus? Well,
2: uh, uh, production is uh, sacred. Pre-production you can you can actually do little things here and there, but uh, post-production too, but in production is 24-7, you're completely dedicated you know uh, the movie is real until until it really uh, gets the green li- the green light is movies are weird they are like a lizard they don't move they don't move they don't move and then they <laughs> go like that <laughs> and go, holy shit it's over <laughs> but it can stay without any movement on the studio for 10 years and then all of a sudden you're in the in the premiere yeah so it's 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 weird you have to always be able to almost uh, have something that you can work At another level, like producing something or being involved uh, in writing, you know, you can do it in pre and post, but you cannot do it absolutely on on production.
1: Well, I think what I'm sort of realizing is that, like, the thing that you guys all have in common is just the idea that, uh, you know, you, you two, is you had a very specific idea about what you wanted to do, and you were able to make it, and no one interfered, and so, and then that's why it was successful. So there is sort of a, you know, like, what what do you think it's going to take for for most studios to kind of go,
6: all right, we'll step back
1: a little bit and sort of let the creative, it just doesn't work that way. nothing.
6: Yeah, it's, well, I mean, that's what, I think that's what makes good things good, is that good and great by its very nature has to be uncommon. It's the other end of the curve. And, you know, if... If if all studios started doing things in a way that was conducive to greatness, then it would become ordinariness, and and super greatness would be the new great. You know? Ooh, so, super greatness. Yeah, that's, uh, that's accepted, one step
4: below ultra super greatness.
6: <laughs> super ultra greatness. Yeah, and so it's like that's,
1: it's the that's the band that got me off. One Direction was super great. great.
6: That's what, makes it,
4: that's what makes it special. That's what makes it special. Don't glare at me, Joe. Ray. From the table. dropping a One Direction ref.
1: Hey, I, I got the internet. I don't know what their ridiculous British teen pop sounds like, but I know that you know it's British teen pop. That's enough. More than I know, I didn't know they were from fucking England. Yeah, well, because I have a YouTube channel, and then when I'm kind of surfing around, like, what other channels are doing well? And you're like, Hundred million views for a bunch of British kids jumping around a park. What the fuck? You know, <laughs> just let's shoot it. it. Me and you and Jonah. <laughs> <laughs> hello, hello. Fun Direction. <laughs> um, we want to open up.
4: You grown Fun Direction,
1: but not the existence of Wonder. <laughs> it's, I think I think we have some. I think we have time for five comments. Uh, if you guys have a couple of uh, question comments that you want to.
5: Oh, Jesus Christ. I had
4: no idea. Don't walk towards
1: the
5: water! But
3: Matt,
5: what about wrong
4: direction? (laughs) Yeah! (laughs) Yeah! I think this oh. bit is done direction. It's not as crazy. Done. What? Done <laughs> It's done direction. Shut <laughs> <Otherwise, laughs> the fuck up. I'm, just, I'm looking at the panel and all I can think of is scanners. Like, I just want
1: someone's <laughs> hand to fold uh-huh. open.
3: He wants
1: mine to do it. So it's a question, it's a comment, it's a quimmy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> We've done this song 200 at least, um, you what? walk right by her. She's going to fucking punch you. Okay, <laughs> i sorry, does anyone over here have any question of to express anything at all? Just raise your hand and shout it out if I could
3: just see any... <laughs> just let it
1: happen learned? Haven't you? Haven't you ever learned the casual mouth touch? It's the quickest way to creep someone out. Just like in the middle of a conversation, be like, "Yeah, so we're going over to the restaurant later." Hey,
4: lady, there's a microphone over there. If you don't want to stand next to me. <laughs> uh, what? Lucky I'm I hope it's barely. <laughs> <laughs> me too. Baby <laughs> 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 <Lady laughs> train, no website it's just, it's just like bears fucking in the wild we call them bears legal. Oh it's so goddamn funny. Alright because people tell like right underage
3: bears. <laughs> so sexy boys oh, right? you know
1: Simba's four but in bear years you know, that's eagle bear pussy. At the gift shop we sell those right to bear arms. Yes, <laughs> yes uh, see the buffers. I hope your question is pun related. <laughs> Uh, I have
3: a comment and a question.
1: That's equipment. Uh, That's equipment. My
6: equipment. Uh, Joel, my little sister is 10 and she watches MST3K every day, so some
3: kids aren't hey! You're talking about his children.
1: Those are his kids that sprang from his lungs.
5: Joel, I'm so sorry. It's okay, come forward. She pleases me this one.
6: Spotlight earlier, and he was talking about how um, one director made him catch bull semen in a cup. And so I was
0: wondering if you're the if you're the director that likes to mess with
2: their actors. I, I try I try not to, but when it's needed, I do. Bull you know, like, semen or just no, general? Bull no, no, semen. No. But in Pacific Rim, yes. Pacific Rim. No. We Pacific Look at you, I can't say this. Well, we did, we did a, a, with Idris Elba, there's a, there's a scene where they are in the middle of a combat and they were in a, in a real rig, huge, uh, several stories high that shook and it was very uncomfortable and I knew that they were really suffering and Idris said, the next scene is with with water and smoke and sparks and steam, so it's gonna be really unpleasant and he said, Really? How much water? I said, very little, very little. Mostly in the foreground. The rest will be the stone guys. And then we opened nine valves of water, and he got soaked. And I knew he was locked into the set. He couldn't move. So I said, sorry. How no act? Sorry.
1: Like a question. Oh, god, your hand, uh, your arm. Uh, never mind. Uh, stop touching. Thank you for your question and comment. Uh, anyone do... else want to get
0: molested by Chris?
1: More <laughs> hands, <Yeah>. went down. <laughs> going on that business. Yeah, that's how I do it. <laughs> um, oh, we must love it. Is a, hey,
0: Hello.
1: what's going on?
0: Hey, hey. Okay, so, this is a co um, first I'd like That's to... That's a question, to... question of <laughs> <laughs> um, This is my seventh show, so
4: I'm kind of a... You know, your seventh you know, show? I don't even think, think Jonah's been to seven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably fucking more than I can handle. Okay, so, first of all, I'd like to say congratulations on your
0: ninth year of
1: surprise. Oh, thank you very much. Yeah, I it. Um, well, first of all, I'd probably see if there are a way to prevent major tragedies. Um,
2: <laughs> but
1: after you realize that's not possible... <laughs> yeah. If a crystal ball, would I have still done what? All of this.
3: See, see what all of this has become.
1: Would I still want to do it? Yeah. Oh, fuck
3: yeah! What are you kidding? Of
1: course! I mean, this is the... Everything
3: He likes
1: this. Guys, I wouldn't change a thing about you! <laughs> right. What about the most amazing like
3: I, about this dude.
4: <laughs> yeah!
1: Yeah! yeah! Joel has literal crystal balls. a <laughs> not too distant boner. That's <laughs> a <my> crystal ball. <laughs> 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 not too distant boner, which you can't fake. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> Um, Yeah, I mean, you know, it's just to answer you somewhat uh, sincerely and kind of um, uh, gooey. uh, um, It's been an amazing experience. Like, I I genuinely don't have to work on anything I don't want to. And so, when I hear Guillermo say, "like it's so much fun to say no when you don't want to do something," because for so much of your career early on, you'd constantly have to be like, "all right, I guess I kind of got to do it," you know. And now, not having to do that, but then still getting the rewards of like put
2: away the knee pads.
3: yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, boy Pacific Wind <laughs> He's referring to Truck
1: Stop Boy. i <laughs> <laughs> <You laughs> <early> in the <laughs> early 80s. I'm having the new pants, bronze. Um, but um, but yeah, I mean to get to you know get to people to get to have people like Joel and
4: Guillermo or, or just like or or, or Jonah, Jonah and Matt. Nah, uh, like, uh, i like,
1: uh, uh,
6: Travis. Uh, don't forget uh, Travis. Uh, I was. <laughs> <laughs> who said that? I special. Who said that? Sure. <laughs>
1: Hello. Uh I was getting there, Travis. Um, but your Derby made you blend in with the duvetine of the Did I say Poutine? No. <laughs> anyway, yeah, it's been an amazing experience and I, I wouldn't cha- I wouldn't change anything. It, I mean it'd be crazy to try tra-
4: anything. It's I changed a couple things stock options. Uh, 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 You, you, sir. Yes. I, um, I nice plum tree shirt, man. I'm uh, Scott Pilgrim for uh, Comic Con. It's my costume. Yeah. yeah. Alright, I actually met you yesterday. I remember. Yeah, and um, I really do remember.
1: I met you at the escalator right outside the con.
4: Yeah, I and I felt like really... I was really sad at myself. I was like, oh, I forgot to ask for a picture. But that's either here or there. Um, no, that's oh, that's here. <laughs> and there. Alright, I, I do have, I do have a equipment. Um, my uh... I I mentioned to him yesterday, I just want to share with everyone else that the first thing I didn't realize until years later, the first thing I ever saw of Chris was when he guest starred on Boy Meets World. Well, thank you for your (laughs) Uh, (laughs) (laughs) time.
5: What was Topanga like?
1: (laughs) Topanga. kid didn't watch me like
5: what? Girl did that big at that age? Like, it, <laughs> I think that shaped me in a way we all know is true. Man. <laughs> what shape
4: would that be, man?
1: <laughs> yes. Right, and my uh, my question is, I'm a, uh, sorry, I'm a third year film major, so it's about that time I'm looking for like internships.
6: So I was just wondering. Uh, wow. I know. Good luck with that.
5: If right? I couldn't read your shirt, I would think you were dressed as Hulk Hogan post sex. <laughs>
1: Bruce Banner Hogan. <laughs> I know, that was a good joke, and I really deserve a lot more. Are you kidding me? No, a skinny, nerdy, white guy, Bruce Banner Hogan. Do you see how fucking well. Explain it more! Explain it more! Bruce Banner was the human form of the Hulk. Joe, what was it like when you had to explain Joe's Mystery size, Theater? The Hulk was like an anthropomorphic boner. Uh, just a red and a red. But put it with a very tight thumb, because he was green. He was pink. <laughs> <laughs> with purple pants. I'm a dinosaur.
3: <laughs> I'm a dinosaur. <laughs> and I roar. I, I, I'm a dinosaur. And sometimes I roar. <laughs> I'm a dinosaur. And I look out half cold.
4: Jurassic Park Avenue. And, uh, <laughs> on town.
1: I'm sorry, you were gonna. You want an
5: internship? Yeah. No.
4: <laughs> uh, I'm gonna learn. I'm gonna learn what I learned from. I'm gonna tell you what I learned from Guillermo No. <laughs> Pass on your knee pads, please. Next <laughs> generation.
1: Can't let me tell you a little story about shipmates. (laughs) So anyways. No, my question was, uh
6: what were all yours uh like first job in the entertainment industry? Like what was that like that lowest position?
1: Well, it was this for Matt.
5: Think comedy and everything else was good. all
1: right, all right, all right. That was a good I'll show. That. that was Todd Glass and Jimmy Dore. Yeah, that was before the Nerdist.
5: Yeah, I been doing podcasts long
1: before you, buddy. Oh shit! Oh shit! I'm sorry, I didn't mean that.
4: <laughs> That's okay, Jonah. Uh, I was a writer's assistant on the show of uh, the Andy Milanaka Show on MTV, and uh, I didn't know how to use Excel or a computer for the most part. Or uh, I didn't. I didn't know you could uh, have the printer. Put the pages in order because uh, it's you know, so i, would, uh, and and I never had to i, didn't, I didn't to college fancy pants uh, I, so i would uh, print each and every page of the script out and then put them all together by hand and staple them and then i didn't know what to do if the staple wouldn't go through and then i got fired uh, <laughs> but then
2: they rehired me as a writer
4: so that was nice it all worked out for you <laughs> what about you Kim?
2: what was your very first i i, I dug a grave in a movie uh, <laughs> uh, uh, I did that in real life. <laughs> it real, it was a real cemetery. It was a Mexican movie. I think it was illegal. <laughs> I did it, and in the same movie I was PA, and I also was a stunt driver. <laughs> it was a, a very bad action. What about you, Travis?
6: Uh, oh, Jesus Christ! This is going to sound okay. I wrote the hundred and fifty million dollar movie. I I sold my first screenplay out of film school and Gary yeah, Fuck you! <laughs> Fuck
4: you! <laughs> Fuck you! I know, I know, that hat makes so much more what? sense! What?
6: <laughs> <laughs> I I can't complain. <laughs> <laughs> I, I know I know that sucks, but but yeah, it's it's been it's been Anytime like I go back to the film school where I graduated and they always ask me advice, like, how do, how do I break into the industry? How do I break into the industry? I'm like, I don't even fucking know how I broke into the industry. Just <laughs> sell a
4: script right before you leave. Oh, right? Make a hit song.
6: You write something <laughs> and then you sell it for
1: money. I don't understand what you dummies want.
4: How do I get rich? Get a billion
1: dollars!
3: what? Have someone give me a million dollars.
1: will go to fat shop and see ya. That's a- Going to I mean, Justin Timberlake. There's nothing wrong with that, but do you, do you ever feel like a weird, do you ever feel like artist guilt or something? Like, oh, oh, yeah,
6: yes, yeah. Like, well, I think when it comes out of nowhere, like, you have this this looming, unstated suspicion that it could just go away out of nowhere, too. Like, like when you sell Chris Hardwick an iPod case in
1: 2007? <laughs> that takes me back, man. My work in Apple
4: Store. Jeff, Googler, Jeff Googler. <laughs> That's the porn guy. He's a Pacific Room job. <laughs> um, but no, I I
6: I feel like I had to have like a few jobs before I felt like you know like no, I, it wasn't a fluke and I can do this and I can keep doing it. So, cool. but yeah, at the beginning it was like it was like who's gonna take my pass away? Like you know, and you're always looking over your shoulder. Uh, what about you, Joel? I um
5: I just was a stand-up. I mean, I didn't really do anything in show business. That is the lowest of love. All right. Uh.
4: What? No, no, season. Season. All right, I mean, I you didn't pay enough to ask i I'm <laughs> <and> all these <laughs> it's cost Once exactly. you have more money, you can talk, you piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> you <laughs> have changed since ten minutes ago. He's hes not <laughs> changed at
1: all. That's exa- he's always been that guy. Oh, my voice sounds weird. It's so weird hearing you f- and not seeing you. <laughs> I'm inside your head, Mad Myra. Ah,
4: oh, is this what it's like to listen to the podcast? It's gross. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh bro. Oh,
3: nice, babe. Oh, I think it's
4: time
1: you and I went to the park For, for what, babe? I love the Haunted Mansion ride Disneyland. Is you this room actually scratching? At first I thought we weren't going to get along, but now right, I have put a bad rap because, because I have a face thing uh, <laughs> What's your equipment?
4: Uh, <laughs> Seats you aren't cheap enough, move back <laughs> I was wondering if we could ever expect to see Hellboy 3. Ooh. You know,
2: I, I, I want uh, to say yes, hopefully someday uh, somebody will come along with the will to give us Oops, enough sorry. money to end the world. Sorry. Just watch season 3 of Sons of Anarchy. It's <laughs> <not a passion laughs> Or Frankie goes boom. <laughs> no, I think uh, we're, we're trying uh, the two more... Those people were, are very sad up there, with, <laughs> the with the phone. With the iPhone. Very
1: last row. Head out there, Chris. Go, 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 go. So, maybe we're trying. We're trying. Give it a free high five, but not free because you paid to come to the show. $30 high five with convenience fees. How convenient is it to click a fucking button on a computer? Ah. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, 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 okay. They fuck you with the drive-thru. <laughs> Nothing. I was just referencing Lethal Weapon too. I see TARDIS like NASA. I have it too. No one else can see shit, Chris. Oh, you got it because of me. What? I see it. How I mean, it I it. <laughs> <laughs> Holy fuck, we sold a lot of tickets.
4: Was there a dude having his own wave back there? I went to UCLA. Someone's gonna
3: get another Jaguar.
4: You did. I went to UCLA.
3: Jesus Christ, I can't fuck. Oh my god, I just shit-came! Me too!
0: I know people that like, knew whatever, it, it doesn't matter. Uh, oh my
4: god, if that's a real thing, shit-coming, I'm in. I
0: got a question for Jonah Ray. What's
4: up, girl?
3: Yeah,
1: what's up? Girl? Oh, is that pussy-talking Jonah? Damn. Yeah. What
4: you wanna know? Oh.
0: So like, I love your Bing commercial.
4: What? You know what you're talking about. Uh,
0: I got really excited when I was watching Hulu and I was like, Oh my god, I know that voice. <gasps> it's Jonah Ray. And That's
4: like, not me. That's some guy that his face. <laughs>
6: oh is that... You're a big man, man.
3: Um, Is that you at the end that goes...
4: Because uh, it sounds like you. <laughs> this is, this is like You much. went nuts to <laughs> ask a question. I'm
3: on my back here. What? <laughs> It's this
0: like you're like
4: really close,
0: close like though. So. Yeah.
1: What's your name?
0: Quincy.
1: And what's your uh, Twitter handle?
0: Quincy Trigillo. M.B. Quincy <laughs> Trigillo <laughs> shit,
1: why? That's too many, I never said. many uh, It's
0: Quincy Trigillo. It's, don't make me, I just...
1: Okay, good, well, I just want people to tweet at you now. So, you're on Twitter to get
0: no followers? <laughs>
1: um, I'm sorry, Jonah didn't answer your question. What? Can you answer it? Yeah, it's him. I don't know, Jonah ever... <laughs> Jonas still refuses to publicly acknowledge anything about anything. That's
4: not
1: me then. <laughs> it's me and a Jonas. Oh,
4: dude.
1: So, <laughs> we almost we have to ramp up the show in a sec. I know I love all of, I love you too. I'm, When's Talking Dead tomorrow? No, third Sunday night. I fucking forgot what day it was. Jesus Christ. When, are you,
4: when are you flying back to Los Angeles? I'm
1: moderating the Walking Dead panel tomorrow, and I'm getting on a plane and going back to L.A. to do Talking Dead on Sunday. What the wedding? Hey, it's fucking awesome. Hi. Um, hey, high five. Fucking hi. high five. Motherfucker high five. Oh, my hand. It looks like 30. Why? Now. $30 high five. Um, I think we just have time for one more quemit. Is there a... Do we have time for one more. One more. Premise. Is it? Is it? What about, what about this guy? Thank
6: you. has gone. Um, first of all, Chris and Jonah was awesome seeing you at Course of the Force over the summer. Thank
4: you. I was busy, um, all right. Yeah. <laughs> you don't care about children.
6: Uh, what are you guys going to be doing tomorrow during Comic Con? What are you excited oh, to uh, see? What it's you to visit? Is
1: that question not for me? Because you only oh, cited... I feel like... Uh, I... Well, I'm... I'm running around the con all day tomorrow moderating panels and stuff, so I won't... I won't. Uh, that, that'll be... I'm
5: going to every Chris Hardwick
3: panel.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I feel like we have time for one more appointment. Is there a really good one? Oh, not the is, that... uh, is there... What? Chris, it's your birthday. It's your birthday. Chris doesn't give a shit. Happy <laughs> well, vagina escape day. <laughs> you got a one in thirty chance of someone else in this room having a birthday too. Yeah.
4: That guy right in the front row. That works, you guys.
0: <laughs> Fuck. funny that my
1: friend almost didn't make it. She's
0: delivering babies and they all deliver at the same time. You look great. <laughs>
1: You're delivering babies to who?
3: Babies! Get your fucking babies!
1: Joe,
6: you order the baby? Yes. I have a three part question for you.
3: Oh. No, 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 no. Oh, it's, it's very right. simple. It's his
6: birthday. Gross. And we just got engaged, so. Gross. Yeah. What? Fucking yeah. gross. got a good stretch too, so this is okay. All right, law prima nocta! <laughs> Do you ever plan to expand Nerdist Industries to the East Coast? Do you, do you want to run it part time? And yes, I will run it for you part time. You <laughs> just covered everything
1: I would have needed to know. I don't Chris, know if, we'll expand. if we have offices maybe on Martha's Vineyard, where I could look out for
4: sharks all the time. <laughs> uh, Chris, what? Monica wants. Oh, Monica, hey, Mon. Hi. What? That's
1: Monica Moon. That's uh, Chris's assistant. She that's Monica ready. Moon, you guys. She cleans the Jaguar.
3: She cleans the Jaguar.
1: <laughs> Where? I feel like that's something I would have said, but I didn't. Guys, they're having a moment. It's a sensual moment. I don't know what's happening. Okay. She's got a vest. Chris doesn't. That's my story. Oh, I do. You're right. <laughs> was it buddy? Hey, my name's Eric. Hey. Hey, Eric. Yeah. Um, I
0: have Fleming. Uh, first off, if you haven't noticed, um, we have a portal Doctor Who t shirt such matching I get Dr. it. They take two things I love and they get my money. <laughs> <Yeah>.
2: <laughs> um, okay, so first off, uh,
0: the comment. I want to thank you very much, Chris, for um, putting all your time and effort into making us fans. Um, um, you know, just helping us out. And, um, oh, it's uh, some
1: of his time and effort? <laughs> yes,
0: it's <laughs> yes, all his time and effort because I know you're extremely busy. And um, so... When I reached out to you and uh, you got back to me, I just want to say thank you. Well, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh. <laughs> leading into my next question, um, I have a question actually for my girlfriend. Uh, oh. oh, shit.
3: Oh, fucking shit. I don't know.
0: would much rather come here and share this moment with these beautiful people and,
2: uh, beautiful fans
0: here. So, um, I love you so much and, uh, you make me the happiest person in the world and, you are know, the funniest, smartest girl I know. So please, um, you know, can we s- spend the rest of our lives together and, and, you know, we're just some people in the center of Ohio and we're here in New York off of Broadway and uh, Chris is blessing here, so... <laughs> sold yet.
2: <laughs> Keep going.
0: <laughs> the worst thing that ever happened to me, so uh, uh, please, Lindsay, do. will you marry me?
2: Aaron. Yes! Oh. <laughs> that
3: would have been so bad. she my
1: Speech before you ask the question. A little late, a little late on the bro. You could have fucked every girl in here. Um, Uh, Except when you
4: said we're off Broadway. That was a bit insulting. (laughs) How are you feeling?
6: I'm
2: in shock.
4: You okay? You want to throw up? A
1: little. I want you to know know that he blocked you on Twitter to make this happen. That's (laughs) That's my engagement's off! Because he tweeted at me and said, hey, I want to do the proposal. And he had blocked you because someone else was like, hey, your girlfriend probably follows you, dickhead. And he was like, I blocked her. And we are like,
3: what? Um, how long have you guys been together?
1: Years. How many? Four years. And now it's time. Where, so you guys live in Ohio? And you came out here for New York Outlook? Yeah. It's a very special... People really win on MTV! Oh
3: wait,
0: I to say. Um, congratulations, you guys. Uh, people should send you congratulations on Twitter. What is your Twitter? Uh, mine's Eric with a C, J, L. And you are?
3: Linz Hughes.
1: L-I-N-D-S-H-U-G-H-E-S. Fucking, I'm awesome. <laughs> uh, uh, he says that after every one like <laughs> Congratulations, you guys. Come in for- so I, you know, the worst part of it was, <laughs> okay, I'm going to give you a little behind the peak, a behind the curtain peak. I realized the cue line was going to be, okay, we have one more equipment, and I turn and I'm like, I don't know which guy it is. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I realized
4: it might here, but we're like, it's going to be him, and and I I said he engaged. Because you said you just got engaged, I was like, oh, I thought he was going to do it. In front of
1: everyone, not just go, hey, we got engaged. <laughs> what well, if you, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Chris, if you had been at soundtrack,
6: you would have known they were saying there. <laughs> this is this is why the hat's good. You can always be like, hey, I'm the guy with the, the hat. Guy, yes, exactly.
4: Fuck <laughs> you guys! And now when I walk in the room, people know, hey, it's the guy with the hat on. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you think that guy's hat's real big? I don't
1: know what that was. <one. laughs> uh... Well, this has been an incredible night, you guys. We're going to come out and sign stuff afterwards, and I think Joel's coming out. Uh, are you going to come out and sign? Um, Jonah, Jonah has some awesome uh, T-shirts out there as well that are, that are new. Jonah Radio
3: merchandise, guys. Yeah. So
1: radio. So, uh, <laughs> Jonah Radio! Jonah Radio! Next week. Next week. So we're going to come out. I think we're going to be signing in the lobby. Uh, I'm sorry if they move everyone along quickly. It's just... Uh, we, we just want to make sure people aren't here for four hours because we have to. The, the venue has to close at a certain time, so we'll get through everyone. Uh, but if, you know, if they move you along, please don't be angry at us. But um, thank you so much for coming out to the Nerdist Podcast Live in New
3: It's amazing to see you. Please, let me thank my best Joel hawks and Travis Beecham. Now leaving Nerdist.com. Enjoy your
4: burrito. Hey, grownups. The Cat in the Hat cast is a new podcast from Wondery, perfect for the whole family.
1: Join the Cat in the Hat and your favorite Dr. Seuss characters as they get whisked away on a new adventure every week. Fish dreams of creating his very own polite and quiet podcast. That is, until he gets a surprise visit to his Fishbowl podcast studio from the Cat in the Hat himself.